Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to our Mindset Match podcast. This is our number three, I think. Yay! Yay! <laughs> uh, it's going to be a relatively quick one. I am, it's Sabrina Francis here, joined by Cassie Aurora. And we're <laughs> sat in my kitchen. Um, it's a quite a nice sunny day. Um, so we're cooking a little bit, but we're also joined by our two, my two little kittens, uh, Bella and Nero. So cute just chilling out with us um, and just coming to listen to what it is that we've been mm. talking about. How old, are, how old are the kids? Um, they're probably about five or six months now. So they're, oh they're starting to feel like cats as opposed to kittens, but they are still very much little babies. And yeah, they clawed your face off earlier. They did, yeah. <laughs> I stupidly put my face too close to, to Nero <laughs> while he was sort of sat in my arms like a little baby and he was just too cute, wanted to give him a little kiss. <laughs> for just a moment he freaked out I don't think he know I don't know whether it was my hair went in his face and he just didn't know what was happening and he just went clawed your face clawed my face but just yeah just a couple of little favourites <laughs> he must be practising for Halloween that's it yeah he's, and he's black as well so yeah perfect little Halloween cat clawed your face off mm. <laughs> trick or treat <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um, yeah so what what we were talking about a little bit earlier was would you do you want to introduce the topic of this mm. podcast? So this was an interesting one, wasn't it? It's like a can of worms. Mm. This one. Uh, so we were talking about you know how uh, we can connect better in relationships and what prevents us sometimes from you know what like why relationships fail and why we end up kind of in these feeling like we're in separate, you know, separate spaces mm. and we feel like there's a Grand Canyon, an emotional Grand Canyon between us yeah. uh, rather than coming closer. Mm. And it was like to do with not seeing or accepting other people's realities, which is huge. And we think we accept other people's realities, but actually <laughs> most of the time unless we're super conscious and willing to embrace lots of feelings of, well, lots of discomfort, mm. then <laughs> then we maybe aren't going to be able to mm. see. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and we were just talking really about the people's, when people are in real pain, uh, their reality is often the most important. So mm. you have, for example... Um, say you know someone and you might think, oh, they're really sensitive, they're a drama queen, they overthink, mm. and you, you know, don't accommodate where they are because you think they're oversensitive and, and worrying and anxious. And, mm. and actually by you, you know, sort of saying, well, you worry a lot and you're anxious or you're a drama queen, you kind of, what's the word, um... You don't accept where they are, and then for that person, they're already in pain. That's why they're anxious and sensitive. And you only make where they are more painful. And you make the gap between the two of you bigger. Mm. You don't actually get closer. And often we can't accept other people's painful realities because it brings up uncomfortable emotions in our own because we would understand we have a part to play in making them feel better uh, or, you know, 
just holding space for them and not being able to fix them that might bring up feelings of you know discomfort so they're all things that you know in all relationships one reality is always slightly more painful than the other uh, it's just the nature of things and yeah if they're if we're not taking time to you know really come together and understand where each person is then we can quickly fall into a trap of constantly making someone feel not heard mm, and absolutely. constantly taking yourselves further and further away from each other and eventually you know the person who's in the most pain will have to leave because mm. the reality that they're in will just become too painful yeah. so I think what I'm understanding there when we talk about reality it's recognizing that we are going through life and our our relationship and all of our days and you know what we might be experiencing you know we could be in exactly the same room situation Mm -hmm. we could be watching the same movie but we might be experiencing things in a different way yeah so uh, your reality may not be identical to let's say my reality <laughs> yes and, and you know i could be sat there watching this let's say let's use the movie so a horror film yeah because okay. some people like my boyfriend finds horror films really exhilarating whereas <laughs> i can't bear them they cause me physical pain mm. in my abdomen and feelings of severe anxiety yeah. and he's like don't worry just watch the film and i'm like you can't accept how painful this mm. is for me. If you want a girlfriend that wants to embrace the horror films, then you've got the wrong person <laughs> because I can't do it. That's it. So, yeah, you totally. the wrong shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a really good example. Okay. And then that's quite a simple one. And, um, yeah, in any, yeah, anyone could go and watch a film and have a completely different experience. But let's, let's bring it, bring in some examples that are more kind of couple specific. What, yeah. What examples can we think of? So we might, I suppose, um, I don't know, have you got something that came up for you there? So uh, something that you mentioned earlier was Mm. like the marriage thing Mm -hmm. and one person going out for work. Yeah. And you talked really, like you made some really good points on that. So, So where you might have a relationship or a marriage, you know, depending on how far into the relationship they are. Um, where you've got one person that changes yeah. their job or role, perhaps, yeah. uh, perhaps setting up their own business, mm-hmm. um, and the whole f- way of the relationship functioning or those individuals in that relationship, mm-hmm. there's a shift and there's a change. Um, and for one person, perhaps that person who's set up that business or now has this new kind of um, work-related goal or way of being might um yeah might change how they approach some of the stuff around the relation the day-to-day running of stuff yeah um perhaps yeah making sure that the kitchen's always clean and tidy or you know things they used to do that they're no longer doing and their partner may have this you know their perception of the reality could well be that this person that their partner's not as committed to their relationship in the day-to-day yeah. running of things. As committed as they once were. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And for for that partner who's who their you know their reality in life hasn't really changed, but the the person 
who they're with has changed. Um, yeah, that can cause quite a little bit of pain mm. and discomfort for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it leaves them in a place where, okay, I understand that, that something, you know, that things have changed for them. Um, do I pick up the slack and mm. try and make life easier for them? Accepting mm. that perhaps they're stressed or they're struggling or overwhelmed <laughs> or whatever is, yeah. is going on. But does that other partner pick up on the fact that actually in their reality they are equally as stressed and uncomfortable because mm. perhaps the financial situation has changed, so certain needs aren't being yeah. met there. Mm. Yeah, so similar, that's what I was talking about earlier, like mm. with my partner it's the same, so he's going on to do a course and the course is really demanding, mm. um, he's tired, I can really feel it, he's not present and it's not his fault and he's not the same as when we first you know we're in a relationship and that that's really normal anyway like I'm just going to put that out there but so there's less effort anyway just generally because it's in the comfortable place but because he's so exhausted it feels at times like my needs aren't being met or I'm not a priority and that's the truth I'm not a priority but it doesn't mean he values me any less Mm -hmm. which is really important to remember but because his situation his reality and this new endeavor you know is painful painful in a sense that he's tired and he needs to be accommodated but also mine is painful but it's like knowing when I actually accept where he is, it brings up my uncomfortable feelings with actually my feelings around attention and not neediness, but this feeling of, you know, companionship and loneliness, my feelings around that come up mm-hmm. when I understand where he is. I have to deal on my end with my feelings mm-hmm. because otherwise his reality, which is also quite painful, is only going to perpetuate those painful feelings which are unresolved in mine. So then actually, when I deal with the stuff on my end, most of the time, you know, I'm not conscious all of the time, but I can go in then and give him the support that he needs to actually make his reality less painful uh, and a bit easier and a bit more light and less heavy. Do you want to share some of those examples? Because you, oh, yeah. you shared some lovely examples of what you've oh. been doing. So my partner's this amazing videographer. He would say, oh, you know, I'm not that, you know, but he's really skilled. And so just shameless plug there, uh, Krillbeam Media, if you need any uh, <laughs> videography. Um, anyway, um, but he had, he has some places that he has to film and uh, just because the nature of the places and sometimes there's, people there that will invade his space and he's to him boundaries are really really important so space uh, also sleep is really important to him as it should be but without sleep and food he's cranky as hell mm. uh, so with all these kind of things it accumulates to him feeling quite ungrounded he wouldn't say anxious but you know he has like the vata pushing pitta so he's got underlying anxiety with saying yoga that causes sort of um not aggression he's not aggressive but it's like uh mm, he's quite snappy mm-hmm. and 
he'll forgive me for saying that I'm sure hopefully he won't listen to it um, <laughs> um but he gets quite snappy and so last week he had this um job and the first time I went to support him on it he I stressed him out way more uh and I felt really shameful about that I felt useless I felt like I couldn't support him and I thought you know woe is me you know all this crap and then actually the next time I could have gone you know I'm not going to support him I can't be his crutch or whatever and he doesn't need me but this time I went into it like do you know what like he has this filming job 11 p.m to 3 a.m so I decided to take like fairy lights and candles and I went with him but every time he came back to the car it meant that we could watch a film and eat like really good um Ayurvedic Hindu food mm-hmm. and like and just chill so we turned it into an opportunity well like I did and then for him it was really pleasant experience because I was just there but it was more fun childlike and at the moment like this weekend he's still really tired and I'm kind of doing like a fake Halloween where we're gonna like do stupid games like pumpkin bowling uh, yeah. by this by the time this podcast airs we'll, I'll probably have taken out half my living room with pumpkin juice who knows <laughs> um so just stuff like that like so when you can deal with the uncomfortableness of your own and then you can go into that supporting role for your partner, I think that's important. Uh, and actually then by doing that, he feels more love and he can give more love back. So instead of me feeling like hanging my head in shame, like he hasn't got time for me, it's like how can I support him mm-hmm. And if that makes me feel resentment towards him when I'm doing it, I need to go back and understand what that resentment is because it does sometimes bring up resentment. Mm. And it's only because, you know, I want to see him at my house on my terms and actually that's not going to work because it's not how it was at the beginning and I really have to let go of that attachment. Mm. So Some great examples there. And what I really (laughs) love about those is it... I love that playfulness, that creativity Mm. that's coming through and just... I mean, what that does for a relationship to have just a bit of fun and we need yeah, fun. Get back to those, like as you said, childlike yeah. ways of being. I think it's lovely. But also, actually, there can be a lot. Sometimes it's not the place for it. So hmm. uh, he could be in a place where like, I just want quiet, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. so then you know there's a time for it and there's not a time for it so I've got like bags of gooey eyeballs which are tomatoes and oil and I'm I have to be prepared that he may reject my yeah. bags of gooey eyeballs <laughs> um because he's like look you know like it's not the time for playfulness yeah. I just want to be and mm-hmm. so you have to really understanding their reality and understanding what they need it may change and it's hard and it takes you to be able to not take it personally when Mm. they're like no that's not what I need and that's really hard Mm -hmm. um so that's something worth bearing in mind playfulness is great and creative is great Mm. but also it can be uh quite abusive if you're in the space of like come on let's have some fun because he he has done that to me in the past when I've been in a quite challenging place emotionally and he's like forget it it's Friday and I was like Mm. not happy with that because 
he was denying where I was emotionally. Yeah. So it's about, it's like the fine line. Mm. So if they're in a kind of a slump, you can say, oh, you know, I'm going to do this and it'll be nice and quaint. Mm. But then taking your bag of gooey eyeballs, if he's mega stressed and mm. can't relax, yeah. then maybe he doesn't want the gooey eyeballs at mm. that time. Yeah. So it's about adapting, I think. And I suppose it's how you set it up as well. So with the mm. with the example that you used in terms of the fairy lights and <laughs> as, as he was going off to do that job that you went along with yeah. him, did he did he know that that's what you had planned and did he come across as yeah. he was on board? So yeah. you almost gave got a bit of permission to, to go. Yeah, so it, yeah, communication because yeah. he's he will say he's spontaneous, I think, and he's game for anything. But actually no, because the week before that was really not what happened. Mm-hmm. So what he thinks he is and what you know is maybe different. And that's similar for all of us. But mm. What I kind of did was like, look, I'm going to support you if I can tonight and I want to do like this. So, and just saying a really, it was quite uh, casual. It was like, I've got us some Indian food. I'm going to bring us a film. And these are all things he likes, Mm. by the way. Um, And I'm going to bring fairy lights and we're going to have a date night in your car. Mm. Um, And I've downloaded this film. And so, yeah, like, and what do you think? And he was like, yeah, cool. Uh, and this one I scoped out the territory like a week ago. So look, next weekend, come round. But I'm thinking we could play some fun, silly games. Um, make sure you dress up. Uh, so, you know, we'll only bring a mask or something. But it's like testing out the territory. Mm. And at any point, I'm offering him a way out. Like, not... <laughs> get up. But, like, I've said, you know, today, like are you still feeling okay mm. about that? Yeah. And it's com- it is communication. So you mm. said communication. It is it's like sometimes you can say to someone, what do you need when they're mm. in that painful place? But often they don't know. Yeah. You've just not got the capacity at that point in time <laughs> to come up with that creativity and those ideas because no. they're, just, they're in too much pain. Yeah. yeah. And they might not perceive it as pain, but mm. anything where you feel like constantly frustrated and knackered every day. Yeah. Nine to five job, I'm sorry. If you work a nine to five job, you're amazing <laughs> because I'm like a lazy faggot. And to me, that's the most painful existence. And I admire you all for doing it. So anything like that, I think you do deserve trophies, really. <laughs> so <laughs> so one thing you were saying earlier in terms of a re- kind of accepting that place where they are or know or even just knowing where they're at um how do we go about that hmm well it takes one person to be super conscious actually I do think that you've got to really be acute and notice their patterns of behavior when that changes you have to understand that something about their beliefs their values something has changed for them uh so like and not take it personally yeah and that's really hard Mm. um and you can bring it up so like it's fairly obvious to me what's going on in his life Mm. and he wouldn't say it was the same but if we talked about it he probably would Mm. but like on his end he probably thinks I'm mental (laughs) because my ways of my reality suddenly becoming painful I've got quite you would say in yoga like a or Ayurveda it's called a rough guna and it's someone who's had a lot of psychological like trauma in the past and stuff so stuff can trigger us Mm. Uh, and men might just say it's crazy women Uh, but when you're conscious you just really notice 
when things make you uncomfortable. So something triggered me a while, uh, like a couple of weeks ago. And if I was unconscious, I would have withdrawn from him because he is not capable of kind. Well, no, he is actually. He will say, "What's going on? You're mm. not. You're not normal." Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could have just shut down. So it takes the person in pain. Often the person in pain needs to communicate Mm. uh, in a non-aggressive way, a non-blaming way. And for me it was like, well, um, when you've done that, actually that's really made me feel painful. And at the time he couldn't see my reality really because it was making you know him feel uncomfortable so then for me like basically I had to say when you do that or when you don't accept this about me it makes me feel intense pain Mm -hmm. and that's where you've got a relationship growth Mm -hmm. because they will hold their hands up and say oh okay and you could come into that closeness Mm -hmm. or they may if they're the wrong person they might still not accept it Mm -hmm. and that's when you know there's problems so it takes consciousness to Mm. see where someone's in pain so if he was with someone perhaps who is unconscious Mm -hmm. or with me five years ago (laughs) then he probably wouldn't be going this well and I would feel really neglected emotionally Mm. yeah Yeah. so give it give us that picture what would you know if, if this relationship that you were in at the moment was happening five years ago what was how would you be responding? Was it was it would you've just finished the relationship? Like what what would go on? I would be like prob I can't even think because I would probably be think I'd probably think he was cheating on me. <laughs> that was my go to. Yeah. Probably think it's only a matter of time before he abandons me. Mm-hmm. I'd probably uh be pining for his attention and crying a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh I'd and, you know, this isn't me, like, dissing on people who haven't been, you know, on, on the same journey as me or saying people aren't conscious. It's just I'm trying to think about when we are being super unconscious. He would probably feel like I wasn't... He would think I was nagging, mm. for sure. Um, the old ball and chain, mm. you might call like me. clinging. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, God. Oh, God. I can't think about my past self. It's, it's embarrassing that it's who I was. I, I don't think it would have been that bad. But on some fundamental level, I would have felt that I wasn't enough. Mm. Yeah, that would have been it. Yeah. That I wasn't enough. And that the relationship wasn't going to work, so... Yeah, that it just wasn't enough. He didn't love me enough. Mm-hmm. He didn't value me. And actually, what it, that wouldn't have been it. It would have been that he had to spend his time getting this qualification because in his mind, this qualification means a future for us both. Mm. And it, Well, mainly a future for him, but he, mm-hmm. I'd like to think that he counts me in it. And so actually, by him doing this, he deeply values me. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have been able to have that insight then. Which is great to then look forward to where you are now and how you're managing the situation. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think it shows up for lots of people. Definitely, like, I mean, I know you were talking about the relationship with child and parent, mm. and that's huge. So if I look to my past, my, you know, I've got massive issues that are still with me, really unresolved with my parents. You know, sometimes I say, you know, I'm quite lucky that they're not really around. Mm because it doesn't 
keep triggering my issues mm-hmm. around that and yeah. often this reality thing happens a lot with um like hierarchies so like parent child mm-hmm. boss yes employee yeah. oh my god mm-hmm. horrifically uh, mm-hmm. teacher student yeah. so if we look in primary education mm-hmm. and I'm not dissing you know primary teachers I've got you know like but I see a lot in in what I teach mm-hmm. most of the time because we haven't got the time mm-hmm. to sit and create the space to hear each child's needs mm-hmm. where they are like mm-hmm. that's just the reality um you know anything really yeah so where we've got those positions of like either authority or power yeah. perhaps um it's I think what I'm hearing there is quite often many of us have got issues that are not really resolved around our parents and and what was going on in our childhood and that sometimes these can be projected into other relationships I think they can yeah um what I mean with parents is like the you know when as children we've maybe not been heard Mm. um Mm -hmm. because our parents just cannot possibly understand our reality and if they did it would mean they'd have to take accountability Mm -hmm. and face feelings of guilt and shame about things they've done unconsciously and upset us and then of course as kids that just builds in that belief that what I feel isn't valid Mm -hmm. uh it's gaslighting so that idea that you know um it makes someone think they're going crazy which I was definitely gaslighted a lot as a kid Uh, anyone who's been in an abusive relationship will know that they're constantly gaslighted um bullies gaslight all those Mm. things um and so that will as a kid make you either quite narcissistic in that you'll uh, disconnect from everyone mm-hmm. and won't accept people's realities on any level mm-hmm. very isolated or that make you quite full of shame I guess mm-hmm. and a lack of trust really for anyone mm-hmm. I guess yeah so I guess like an example might be um if your parents had separated or if there mm-hmm. was something going on in their relationship yeah um, that you as a child were experiencing something that was really traumatic really painful really um yeah not a nice situation and those parents may well have ended their relationship thinking that Mm -hmm. was the best thing um for everybody involved but not necessarily recognizing the the pain that the child might be going through at at that time yeah it must have it i mean i know that one of the biggest they've discovered i was listening to a podcast Mm -hmm. like like last night and something to do with the absence of the father figure Mm. creates the most crime Mm, yeah interesting uh not so, surprising but yeah not surprising no mm. and uh it's really huge like so what you say is right like the child in that scenario is gonna feel pain and going to grow up kind of like they might still have issues with their parents mm. uh they might have unresolved stuff like i'll, I'll, I'll openly admit that i've got really unresolved issues Mm. with my dad which have completely framed my unconscious beliefs about my value and self-worth which have then only uh, circumvented is that the right word circumvented circulated repeated Mm -hmm. which have then repeated and been triggered in all my relationships Mm -hmm. romantically Mm -hmm. with men yeah Uh, and my relationships around uh, anything to do with security, so like money, um, relatives, uh, anything really. Yeah. Uh, And so, yeah, those 
parent-child relationships are really important. Mm. And, and what you were saying around that as well is not only are those relationships important, but um, recognising that... Oh, I've lost my train of thought. I don't know where it went. There's something else that it was, I'm sure it was the cat that distracted Yeah, it you. is. I think Nero just kind of jumped up and, uh, yeah, totally distracted. I'm, he's just too cute. Too cute. <laughs> and it's worse than in the podcast flow because you're like, lost that train of yeah. thought. And it's probably just gone and not going to come back. Maybe sure. it wasn't meant to come out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the spiritual answer is. Maybe it wasn't meant to this be. It wasn't meant to be. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so steps really for, I think that you were talking really mm. about some really great steps that people can do to start understanding each other's places where they are yeah where they're at I think for me it's got to come down to how how do we create that space within our relationship for us to really talk while the other person just listens Mm. and really really listens and (laughs) give ourselves permission to be completely irrational to get all of the worries and concerns off our chest Mm. and not worry about being judged or sounding stupid or anything like that Mm -hmm. really just get these emotions out Mm. because we all have these emotions Mm. they're not rational and they're not logical it's coming from a complete different part of our brain brain, and sometimes we've just got to let it go get get it out there and what we need from our partner is for them to listen Mm. and hear us see us you know and and really start to step in the, into our shoes. Yeah, and also in the act of them doing mm. that, stepping into your shoes, uh, in the act of them doing that, mm. they will have to accept your reality. Yes. Literally by the act of listening. Mm. So you don't even need to be like, well, this is my reality, because the moment you open your mouth, mm. you're inviting them in, which is nice. Yeah. But scary for some people as well. I yeah, my being partner won't do it, yeah. Being vulnerable yeah. Yeah. can be really tricky. Have you heard of that thing where it's like you talk, you do 20 minutes each? Mm. Yes. So, so there's, yeah, I, I mean, you might have a, a different example, but I know that the work that I've read around mm. Nancy Klein, Time to Think, mm. um, she, she's got lots in there in terms of how couples can create. It might be 10 minutes, it could be 20 mm. minutes. Yeah. Or it could be just five minutes yeah. where you just let the person speak and you do not interrupt them. Yeah, at all. So maybe you could do like a blog post on that. Absolutely. (laughs) No, I really want to do that with them, with my partner. It's just at this moment Mm. that will feel too much for him. Mm. So I have to accept that in my reality I need Mm. that, Mm. but in his reality it's not a priority. (laughs) Is there? I mean, I suppose you're being, you know extremely understanding in terms of accepting where he is at this point of, in time uh, yeah but if it gets too painful mm, yeah. so because you, you were talking about that how how do we know the line yeah so there's uh, you, you know there's going to be elements of pain when we're using pain it you know we might it might not necessarily be something that feels super painful or mm. we're identifying as pain mm. um you know it might be that it's a bit of an irritation and I suppose you know, yeah it's up to you to decide is this something worth laying out mm. on the table or you know can I handle it is it actually mm. you know are, are we really okay with it it's just a, a little mm. minor um kind of yeah I think irritation yeah. is, a, is a pretty good 
word, but where that line might be drawn, you know, that kind of real visceral punch in the sort of gut yeah. feeling. Sucker punch. Mm. And you're right, like, um, about um, an irritation. Some people, some things will feel like an irritation, mm. but what feels like someone else's irritation mm. is my absolute nemesis. So there's no mm. right or wrong cue. And, and also I just want to say to people, like, if you are going into this and you think, God, you know, I think I'm overthinking that, if stuff starts to unwrap, you are absolutely not overthinking. Mm. That doesn't exist. It literally means that you are developing your consciousness and to to experience all your pain and stuff is 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 amazing and it's really good for growth mm. uh, and don't shy away from that yeah i think emotional beings you know i'd i'd rather be i you know i i would cast myself as highly sensitive and hypersensitive but i would rather be that way than not mm. because i think it helps me to try and serve everyone around me better. Yeah. So if that is your goal. Mm, absolutely. Mm. If you are quite a sensitive or, as you said, hypersensitive person, mm. there are, as with all skills, some strengths and you know some vulnerabilities with that. Mm. And the strengths are huge. The fact that you can really attune to what's going on for another person. Mm. You're more able to step into other people's shoes and understand what's going on for them. And you're more the need to set personal boundaries for yourself is more is a higher priority and, and more relevant and actually mm. you become a happier more well-rounded and well-adjusted person as yeah, a result it's true even though for a long time it will have felt painful mm. to feel some of those things yeah mm. so where do we leave it so creating the space mm. so we've created the space yeah. we've we've talked for five minutes and the other person has listened mm. and so then what do the couples do when they say or whatever couple friends whatever they do when they realize oh shit i've gaslight oh pardon my french uh, i've gaslighted you or i've caused you pain mm. what what then i think if if in any relationship you know somebody is saying to you you know, when this happens or when you do this, it makes me feel like. So, mm. so, and sometimes we need that because sometimes mm. we're not, you know, quite, for whatever reason, we're not quite, you know, mm -hmm. tuned into what's going on for them. And sometimes we need explicitly, you know, telling. It makes me feel, <laughs> um, which is, you know, don't hold back on that. You know, really speak your truth and what's going on for you. Um, but yeah, if we recognise that we've caused them pain in any way, there is only really one thing for it, mm. which is to apologise. That yeah, that and word. mean it. Yeah, just and sorry. You know, I, if you didn't have any idea that they were feeling that way, then then let mm. them know. Um, and what is you know what do I need to do so that it, you don't feel that way again? Because that more often than not is not the intention. <laughs> yeah, of course. Mm. What do I need to do? That's a nice one. Buy me things. Mm. Buy me a pony. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me a... <laughs> I'm joking, of course. <laughs> but yeah, no, that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, so create, I think, everything that we do, you know, in any relationship, it all comes down to our routines or our rituals. Mm -hmm. So it is, are we creating that space for us to talk and to listen? And to listen really well. 
Mm. And then with that listening, you know, what do we follow it up with? What actually needs to change? Mm. Because there's no point really in talking these through these things through unless there's going to be some form of action yeah at the end yeah great is that helpful of course cool well <laughs> I hope it was helpful for me i mean hopefully the people listening will find it helpful yeah well they can always let us know yeah you have to like comment subscribe we are on itunes now yeah. so you can subscribe and then when we do new ones you'll get a download yeah. And we will be making these more regular. We're at the moment we've just been sort of testing it out, trying it out. Yes. Now we're on iTunes, the world is our oyster. That's it. <laughs> See where we go from here. So where can people find you if they want to know more? So uh mindsetmatch.com would be uh one place you could find us, but yeah, and you've got upcoming courses now. Yes, um, I did see that. I was having a little sneak peek. Yeah, we have got some things uh, kind of coming up in the pipeline, but at the moment, no dates to sort of mm. confirm. But if you're interested, just drop me an email or anything. Nice, exciting. Cool. And um, yeah, you can find me at cassiaaurora.com. I'm not the relationship guru like Sabrina, but you can find self care stuff there, which mm. might appeal to you. Maybe, maybe not. But hey, hey. Or even just give it a go because, yeah, for some people you think, oh, this isn't my kind of bag. But until mm. you actually look into it, explore, and sometimes we find all sorts of things in there that we that are unexpected little treasures. So definitely that is worth true. having a look. That is true. Mm. Hmm. So for now, I think goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, all the best. Goodbye. And thank you for listening. Bye.